0: You're listening to The Gold Derby Show on The Gold Derby Podcast Network. Welcome back to Gold Derby. I'm Christopher Rosen. I'm joined by Joyce and Joyce. It's what we've been waiting for, the mailbag episode.
1: Who's been waiting for this?
0: Uh, many, many handful of listeners who wrote in kindly. A
1: handful, so five.
0: <laughs> no, we had many real emails. I remember... A couple weeks ago I, I i posited that i would just make up emails choice but i'll tell you what all of these are legitimately emailed wow they were all emailed to us at slugfest we'll, at we'll, we'll need
1: someone to vet that too. oh you gotta take <laughs> my word for it
0: <laughs> no but they aren't real. are real are they no they're real they're real emails these are real emails from real real viewers and listeners choice um so yeah, we're recording this before uh, Christmas, but we're running this next week. The magic, I'm pulling the curtain back a little bit, Joyce.
1: It's the it's the dead week.
0: It's a dead week. We're getting ready for New Year's probably at this point for us.
1: Mm-hmm. Maybe. What do you think you'll be doing at this time?
0: Wow, who could even guess? Probably watching uh, Paw Patrol or Octonauts, which is another good show on Netflix. Uh, mm-hmm. Wait until next year when I start my Best Kids Shows podcast. It's gonna be great you
1: should do that you know we should have your daughter on
0: um, yeah she'd be great
1: predictions
0: yeah she'd probably be better know than me she was
1: bored by light year
0: oh man she could not stand light year no, we, we
1: need her animated feature picks.
0: walked, walked out straight up we <laughs> walked out she's like dad let's go home uh no emails here about animated feature choice though dad. we're gonna start with daniel a loyal loyal listener and viewer who writes hi joyce and chris i love your show At one hour plus, they're great to accompany a workout, although far too often, I just stop and stand listening to you, forgetting what I'm supposed to be doing. Uh, Wow,
1: I'm sorry um, we're ruining your reps, Daniel.
0: (laughs) And here's the question. That's not our
1: intention. (laughs) Here's the question.
0: Am I the only one who finds it odd that potentially five Best Picture nominees this year might not have their screenplays nominated as well? He's saying, I think Top Gun, Elvis, Avatar, RRR, babylon or the woman king am i thinking about best picture all wrong am i thinking about screenplay categories all wrong or is it just the way it is this year that's daniel thank you daniel for the note uh what do you think Joyce? i actually have a couple of these movies in my screenplay i
1: know we know you put an avatar last week <laughs> it you avatar. Still have it there.
0: <laughs> and it's still in there it's still in there today and uh i think i will say this i think of those movies one of these will probably get in as a screenplay nominee
1: well, as we know, adapted is weak. Yes. So, uh, I I wouldn't rule out like Top Gun. So, or, Top Gun and Avatar even,
0: would be adapted. Avatar. An Avatar. <laughs> an Avatar.
1: <laughs> um, I don't, I don't know, cause, cause you know, for almost a decade, we've we've just had the sliding scale, so it wasn't like a hard ten, right? So, um, like. Chances are, I mean, I haven't looked, but chances are there there was more overlap between writing and you know the eight or, eight or nine sure. best picture nominees. Um, I I don't think it's weird necessarily. I think that's just kind of like the 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 tastes of the writing branch that we think like they might gravitate towards like different types of scripts. And maybe like higherbrow scripts too. Um, and then, you know, some of these are sequels.
0: Some of these are sequels. I, I mean, I'll go through my my category right now and I probably will not change this within the next week. So I feel pretty confident just being like, here's what it is. For Adapted Screenplay, I have Glass Onion, which I have in for Best Picture, a sequel, but I think a strong contender for Adapted Screenplay nomination because the original was nominated in screenplay and people do like the movie. Women Talking for Sarah Polly. I have She Said in there um as well and then living and avatar so she said in living are two movies that i think could have been best picture contenders but don't seem like they really are and maybe because especially this year there are those big blockbuster movies right like that are gonna that
1: are not very writerly, right early so. right
0: and then for original i have banshees of an issue in everything everywhere the Fableman's tar and triangle of sadness four of those five i think would get in for best picture pretty clearly
1: yeah, like for adapted, I have Woman Talking, Glass Onion. She said living, and I still have white noise. I put sure. it back in. Sure. As sort of like the inherent vice type of nom, mm-hmm. um, and then original, I have Banshees, Sharon, Everything, Are All at Once, Fableman's Tar, and Triangle of Sadness. Right. So, I yeah,
0: I get the feeling like for me, like if Elvis was a, I also think it's just like we said, adapted is pretty. Pretty light, Joyce. I think if one of these movies was happened to be adapted, it would ease like I can imagine Elvis easily getting in in the adapted screenplay category like if it was a uh adapted from a not like a biography or anything right? like if they could just fudge it and say like it's an adapted screenplay, like it would easily probably get in because I think it is a top to your best picture contender and it would just be like a filler nomination in the category that's pretty soft,
1: yeah, um, it's sort of like last year original was kind of weak too it Mm would sort of be like king richard which was like totally fine like you know sports movie Mm -hmm. um and it got into original so
0: and then like i mean babylon i think in a weaker original year would have probably gotten more consideration but i just think it probably is not the thing that people are going to stand out about it would be the script though having talked to a lot of people on the production choice because uh I love this movie. Um, I do think the script is pretty good. I, I don't know. I could see it sneaking in. <laughs> Not if there's yeah, like because a big-
1: you talk to a lot of people involved in the production of the movie. And well, because
0: they all were like, oh, the script is awesome and then the movie is just the script. And I'm like, then Yeah, because the like awesome. they've
1: talked ad nauseum about how you know, like that was they 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 filmed everything so that he didn't cut anything when they right. were actually filming. They cut it from the final cut because right. there's like a four-hour cut out there. Um but they actually filmed like all 180 pages or whatever.
0: Right. And then Woman King, I feel like, again, another movie that could actually get in for original. I wouldn't be surprised if it got in, but if it was an adapted screenplay for whatever reason, I think it would easily get in, especially in this year with this competition.
1: You need to start a narrative for Maria Bello.
0: <laughs> yes, Maria Bello. Get her get her out there. Start, start doing it. Uh, thank you, Daniel that great question hope uh, um, you
1: can resume your workout right now
0: yes <laughs> uh here's grant Joyce. another uh another interesting question grant writes is there a possibility the Fablemans pulls a power of the dog and only wins best director the fableman's poor box office performance suggests audience interest is lacking and that it may be more admired than loved as opposed to my best picture favorite top gun maverick which has blown up audiences and the box office worldwide grant is not me i did not write this email that's a real real email from grant
1: well what would your burner account name be not grant
0: it actually would probably be maybe could be grant but it's not i don't even know Graham. it'll, maybe? it'll be
1: it'll be pete mitchell
0: p mitchell p mitchell or uh rooster maybe uh, um we've talked about i mean like
1: yeah we, we kind of talked about this last week in yeah. one of the episodes right yeah yeah um yeah, no, it could totally happen. Um it's like Fableman's is um well, based on just like the critics awards right now, um like a lot lot of regionals announcing I there's probably like 17 more today. Right. Um but yeah, not performing well has not won a lot. No. Um no. and but that's I I expected that. Um I didn't think it would do very well cuz it's just not like a a critics movie is not super highbrow and I was talking to someone about this recently like like I think Spielberg is taken for granted and he's just caught in between middlebrow and highbrow and he's just like I said last week he's not a cool pick for critics right no and he just has the NBR the win for director who are not really critics anyway just mm-hmm. a, a shadow group out there um so yeah like he could be the win for Fablemans if it turns out that way and so right now the critics awards a lot of them for director are going to the daniels which also not surprising because it's just a very film twitter friendly it's film twitter's favorite movie yes um and i feel like it's uh, i mean we could discuss this maybe another time or maybe later on i don't know but Uh, A lot of rubber stamping in the Critics Awards, like, everything everywhere, winning a lot, not surprising either, but, like, even, like, the acting categories, like, it's the same people, like, we've talked about, like, how Actress is super competitive, but it's basically just Kate Blanchett and Michelle Yeoh winning everything, Mm -hmm. you know, but anyway, um, yeah, so Daniels are monopolizing the Critics Awards, and Todd Field has LA and New York, the highbrow ones. Right. Um and and Spielberg has MBR and then like weirdly like Martin McDonough like no one wants to give him like a directing award it's like mm-hmm. everyone is just agreeing that like let's give him screenplay so he has won a bunch of screenplay awards so yes. he's not a factor at all for, like the right. director so it almost feels like like these critics prizes are like an easy wins for the Daniels um so I mean Spielberg can turn it around at the televised awards. Uh, so yeah it can end that way I, w- I will say like the difference between Power of the Dog and Family Woman is like there was definitely a lot more passion for Power of the Dog
0: yeah but so. I think there was also and Jane end... was also
1: steamrolling because she won like 40 Critics Awards it right. was just locked at like at this point we knew she was winning last year
0: I mean I think I would compare Power of the Dog more to Tar honestly because it is the critical movie of the year right yeah but Todd is not winning but Todd is not winning and I would say I think everything you said there is accurate. I think Spielberg will still win the televised stuff. And I do feel like in the end, it's just an easy win for him. I would say the thing I've noticed with like, you're saying like the rubber stamping is just exhausting because I just wish these critics would like, just find something else. Like there's a lot of movies that like you could yeah, just it's, pick it's something also, else.
1: Like, <laughs> like I, um, like you can, like a, a majority of people can like the same performances and same films. Like that's not weird, but then it's no. just like, Really, like all seventy of you guys are picking the same two people. <laughs> it,
0: it, I, mean, like, does, I can understand like right. maybe
1: like one category or something, you know, but then it's like again, like you know best actress, a lot of worthy winners there, and it's just the same people, and like I you know, I love them the the two of them like they're they're like locked in a battle for the most prizes right now, right. but it's like there are other people out there too, um. Yeah. And it's like, this is also like, you know, on a Fableman's tangent, like, this is also a great chance to elevate Gabriel LaBelle instead of just giving him, like, breakthrough awards, too.
0: And also to elevate Michelle Williams, right? Like, any of these could have just picked Michelle Williams. I know, like, you're saying, like, Kate and Michelle Yeoh are credible, but, like, Michelle Williams could have won one of these, probably, like, a regional group, I think, but
1: yeah and like i also expected danielle to do better too danielle deadweiler yes. and she hasn't so it does
0: feel like a lot of the critics now are just again everybody's trying to chase the oscar picks and then get to say and like, like do make your own works. choices
1: and it's but, like i know like you're seeing like oh everything everywhere is like winning all these awards from other people but you don't have to do this like if it's your favorite short sure, vote for it right but you don't need to be sheep either i,
0: I would say about the directing thing and just back to that one i think for me the daniels in early in the season, when even when everything everywhere, like I mean, like we, it's not like we're surprised that it's dominating. I'm certain, sur- I don't think either one of us are. And like it does seem like a very, very likely best picture winner in the end. And it's already like jumped the failedmans and our odds overall. But I would say, even with that said, the Daniels still felt like, well, boy, will they get in at director because they're a team and it's not like the Coens and it's the, the branch is kind of wonky. And it just felt like maybe they would actually not get in at some point. But now I feel like because of all the critics groups throwing their weight behind the Daniels, it's like, an, it's. I would mean, they are absolutely getting And I would be very surprised if they didn't get in in the final cut. So I think that has helped them like kind of stand above maybe some of the other contenders in this category, whereas maybe two months ago or a month ago, they were maybe still on the cusp of maybe missing.
1: Yeah, like if you look at what, I'm, what I don't even know what's in the top five. For best picture
0: um so it's
1: like those two banshees yeah yeah and like we said like no one is really considering martin for directing no like will he will he get snubbed again for another top three movie (laughs) so i have him
0: in i have him in right now because we talked about this like a couple weeks ago when we were doing it and i took out sarah polly but i actually might put sarah polly back in and take out martin and leave spielberg james cameron the daniels and todd field i feel like that four is pretty solid on solid ground even though like you said like any of them could miss really but uh except for Spielberg but like I could see Baz Luhrmann getting in but I do think maybe Sarah Polly will have an ascent like a comeback a little bit but I don't know I I think Mark McDonough probably won't get in and again like you said I think it's an easy for like easy screenplay win for him like they're just going to give him screenplay (laughs) this time so
1: he's gonna get snubbed again in director <laughs> i
0: think he would get snubbed again in director even though i think banshees is a top three movie and could be the consent well movie you know that what else you could say
1: is a top three movie top gun maverick and right. no and joe anymore no not even either. at critics choice with no. their 27 slots so
0: so i feel like i mean the only other person i would one person i would say i think could get in is Baz Lerman. i really think he can make it in as the final spot but i think it's between like and martin mcdonough and Sarah Polly for me at that last spot. The other four I would I have a hard time imagining switching out. Like I don't think Todd Field will get snubbed. I just don't. It feels like he's like the Paul Thomas Anderson of this year where it's just a filler nom. They're gonna put him in and that's it.
1: Yeah, because I think, you know, like the past couple of years we're just kind of looking for like the highbrow, like international pick mm-hmm. to, you know, last year was Hamaguchi um right. and Winterberg the year before. So um I would have thought maybe like Park Chan-wook would have done better like months ago like um I think I even had him in maybe Yeah, in, like, you did. August. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, but that's not really materializing. Um but yeah, I mean, you know, they they nominated Todd Phillips for Joker.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, it's a weird branch. So Baz Luhrmann could get it. But anyway, I do think the Fableman I I think in the end Fableman's does feel like Power of the Dog cuz I think it'll end up with like Probably 10, nom- like similarly, a large amount of nominations, including you could argue for acting nominations or three acting nominations, I guess, as it were. Um, and I really don't think it would win anywhere else. Even score, I don't think it's like a slam dunk for John Williams. Like like we used to, like no. at one point last year, we thought even Power of the Dog, even if it wasn't going to win Best Picture, you could have predicted it for Best Director and maybe Best Cinematography, right, for, for Ari Wagner and... It didn't win there. It just won Best Director. Her dog like, was
1: probably runner up in so many of those categories to Dune. And I think um,
0: Fableman's could be like a runner up in score and a runner up in like cinematography and stuff like that because I don't think it's gonna win these.
1: Yeah, like the I mean, if John, I I do like the score. I think we talked about this already, yeah, but it's yeah. it's pretty brief. And like Stephen has talked about how when they were working on it, um, John said like he wanted to score to come in later in a movie and you know right. obviously Michelle also plays Bach pieces on the piano right um, but you know they're they are revving up the campaign they they posted a, a featurette about their 50-year working relationship yesterday yeah so
0: I mean I obviously he's gonna get nominated but I could see like women I could see women talking women winning there or That's Babylon a um, Babylon winning there too even I mean Pinocchio I, I mean Alexander's Block would win easily too I, I don't think it's like a slam dunk for Williams and I guess it's a great
1: category um
0: that would just leave the one for Spielberg. I still think Spielberg will end up winning best director. It would be funny that he wins another best director without best picture.
1: Um yeah, like so so you have him winning the globe, I assume. Yes. Yeah. Um I think he can win that. I think like, yeah, Fablemans can win that and even drama picture there. Um, I I know like you know, you could say, like, oh, like, Avatar can win both again, like, last time, but... Um, I
0: have Avatar winning picture, and I have Spielberg director for the um, Globes.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, they worship him at DGA, so he's definitely getting in there. Yeah. There's no contest. Um, and
0: I think he'd win it there, too. I, I don't think he's gonna lose a lot. I don't think he's gonna lose a lot of the directing stuff. I don't, I don't think... I,
1: BAFTA would be harder for him. Um, but, yeah.
0: Just because I'm like, again, we've talked about this. There's not a like the, the other options are all. There's no one that stands out among the rest. And I think the Daniels would be maybe your one. But I think the fact they've now been elevated up to the group rather than like elevated up to a direct competitor for Spielberg, if that makes but sense. But do you
1: think this is also like. Could they just love everything everywhere so much that. The Daniels just win along with it like Bong Joon-ho and Parasite I you know.
0: I don't I think that's like not the greatest comp I don't think so either
1: because makes... I think like I, I do like that branch is very snobby and I know the whole academy votes for the winners but I do feel like there are gonna be detractors to that style I and also Parasite yeah. is more sleek
0: <laughs> I also think like Parasite like Bong Joon-ho winning director was a much easier like I felt like I feel like that the momentum for him winning best director led the way and then the entire academy kind of warmed like was caught up in parasite mania you know what i mean like here i think the movie is out in front and the daniels are kind of coming behind you know what i mean and i don't think there's going to be like that bra- i just don't think people are going to be like yes for that i think it's more like coda if anything i don't think it's a great comp either because i think they'll get in and like sean hater didn't but even if sean Hader was nominated as much as everybody had coda mania i don't think she would have beaten uh jane campion last year
1: I mean, it. I think it just really depends on how much they love that movie. So right.
0: I will be interested to see if, like, I'm still going to bet on McDonough winning screenplay, but it would be interesting to see if the Daniels won screenplay instead of McDonough.
1: They. I mean, they could. They, that's basically what they did with, um, like Birdman, because right. like Boyhood won nothing, and people thought like, oh, maybe there could be a split, so like Richard Linklater could go home. Mm-hmm. Oscar and end. it could be, and they don't really care about yeah. that. So,
0: no, so if they just love everything everywhere, it could just win screenplay, too. And McDonough goes home empty handed again. Uh, in it's the okay,
1: he's already an Oscar winner, I know, so.
0: but not for like, not for like screen,
1: not not for narrative features. No, <laughs>
0: uh, so thank you, Grant. Uh, again, I'll uh, read our, our email slugfest at goldderby.com. We'll do another mailbag episode maybe, maybe around the Oscar, like before the Oscars or something. Joyce, this, these are fun. Here's uh, Phi sale. And I apologize if I say that name wrong. Faisal writes, here's my question. What do you make of Olivia Coleman's chances at an Oscar nomination? And what major precursors would she need to hit for it to happen? I just got out of Empire of Light. And I think her performance is as good as any of the work she's done, even if the film itself was not up to par. Could you see her possibly slipping in instead of Viola Margo for the fifth slot? This is assuming, I guess, that Danielle is locked in at the fourth slot. Danielle Denweiler.
1: Yes. What do you think,
0: Joyce? I've seen people still floating Olivia Coleman as a possible nominee.
1: I mean, listen, she got in the Globes. Danielle right. did not.
0: Right. <laughs> like, Let me ask you, do you um, think she'll get in a BAFTA?
1: It'll be hilarious if she got in a BAFTA because we have kept predicting her for it um, under this new system, and she keeps missing. So it'll be so funny if we do not predict her for this because no one's really predicting her for the Oscar anymore. No. Um, and then she finally gets in. Um... And you know now it's a top three popular vote and right picks. So um, I wouldn't count her out. I think it's still very fluid down there. I know you also dropped Danielle,
0: so you
1: could argue that like two spots are open.
0: Um, I do think it's two spots for four. I think the top three are locked, and I think Danielle, Viola, Margot Robbie, and Olivia Colman are the that four, and two of those four will get in. And you could argue that it would be. I'm going with the biggest the noisiest movies for my two. So I'm taking Viola Davis and Marco Robbie because I think most more they'll have more, they'll be referenced more on ballots than these other two because the movies are smaller, even if there's more passion around Danielle. But we'll see.
1: Yeah, but they'll need the number one placements. Right. Like how many people are gonna be ranking both of them at number one?
0: I could see actually Margo getting a lot of number ones. I think it's like a number one for especially for old I can see you getting
1: it. Back like that's
0: it's a loud performance and like people do like it a lot so i could see her getting in Viola, i think is a little more dicey because i think it's more like a two three but it's such a she's so popular i do think she would get in but
1: um olivia i think if she does get in here like she'll just be the next meryl basically
0: yeah for sure it's not i'm mean, obviously i do think it's like it's funny i think it's a great performance and it's one of these movies we've not really talked a lot about, but I, I think there are a lot of really solid elements and the whole thing just doesn't come together. Yeah. So it's like disappointing because I think every, if you take every piece out, you're like, wow, that's amazing. Yeah, the music but,
1: is great. Production the design is production incredible. Design, the cinematography, obviously. The cinematography
0: is incredible. Yeah. Uh, the performances are great. Olivia Coleman is awesome. In it, and I think it's like one of yeah. her better performances. And like, she does a lot of different things in it. Michael Ward is very strong, even though I don't think he's the he breakout. He also has like... a very
1: baby scene in the middle. Yeah.
0: Um, so... Toby Jones has a great scene or two. It's like really solid movie. And then it just is like, it just doesn't kind of come together for whatever reason. Uh, it's definitely better than a lot of the other Oscar bait movies that kind of flopped this year. Uh, to me, but I don't know. I, I don't think I wonder, she'll get in I wonder
1: how it will be received at BAFTA.
0: So it basically feels like it's made to get a lot of BAFTA nominations. And I think if it does get a resurgence, you could see a scenario where it ends up getting her back in the conversation. I don't know. I mean, I don't think it's out of the question that she gets in, honestly. Because again, I mean, this is why I don't have her in, but I could see it being a lot of people's favorite performances, right? She's like one of the best actresses. People love her and it is a great performance. So I could see if people are passionate about Olivia Colman, they would put her at the top of their ballot, even if they don't think the movie's great, like Faisal.
1: Yeah. Like I, I mean, that's, and also it's best actress. So it doesn't matter like how strong your movie is. Although there are a lot of strong movies this year in this case, but yeah, it will just be like Meryl. Like, she's not going to win even if she gets in, you
0: know? No way. No, or not. but I mean, um, I wouldn't she, count it out. I mean, yeah.
1: So.
0: I don't know. I won't predict it. I guess maybe if she got in a bath, I would think about it. I definitely don't think it's out of the question, though.
1: No. um, I don't even know where she is. And is she in like eighth, probably seventh?
0: No, I think she's in seventh. Let me take a look here, one
1: second. Yeah, she's in seventh
0: yeah and she's not that i mean she's like pretty far behind margo for the seventh spot uh for the sixth spot right now danielle denweiler is still fourth viola davis fifth margot robbie sixth and olivia coleman seventh and then naomi Aki from whitney houston colon i want to dance
1: with somebody new title love the rebranding
0: can't wait to see it
1: yeah so that's uh, a is that a the that oscar buzz
0: I, I was thinking like the, the Joe Reed and, and uh, Chris Vile have a lot of grist for their This Hat Oscar buzz. Uh, so many year.
1: qualify this year.
0: <laughs> Bardo, Empire of Light, White Noise, uh, Whitney Houston, I Want to Dance Sun. with Somebody, The Sun. That's five right off the bat. <laughs> All would be in, I think. Uh, holy cow, what a year for these movies. Uh, James-
1: that's, why, that's why it's better this way.
0: It is actually kind of fun. I was thinking that today. I was talking to one of my friends who was like, "I put Bardo on last night on Netflix, and I couldn't make it five minutes." I was like, mm, "Wow,
1: five minutes tea. of like three and a half hours." <laughs>
0: yeah. No, it's shorter now. We made it two and a half hours. Joyce still haven't watched the new, uh, the new new edit, but I probably you will need on to Netflix do
1: that because because you you can compare it. I I, I never saw the original, so
0: no. Uh, James P. writes uh here's a, here's a fun one Joyce that this is uh these are, this one i thought was good who will be this year's or last year's judy dench what i mean is who's, so the supporting, who's
1: gonna be katrina Balfe?
0: who is the supporting actress actor that was highly on our oscar radar that will be surpassed by a castmate that wasn't even on our radar like how judy dench got the nomination over katrina involved i'm thinking sadie sink over hong chow i didn't add that he did james did
1: but Hong has, Hong has already missed precursors. Like Katrina hit everything.
0: So who do you think it could be this year? So we
1: need well, we need someone to hit everything first, right? So I think that already takes the whale out of the running. Okay. <laughs> um. Well, I I can uh I don't know. I mean, it's not it's still not the best because like I could see Jamie Lee Curtis hitting everything, but Stephanie Su has already hit um Critics' Choice
0: right but so. jamie lee if jamie lee missed i mean i definitely think that would qualify as like a katrina boff i know situation. but i feel
1: like like he he means like someone who was not nominated for anything right.
0: right i mean i guess yeah we could do whatever we want with this i mean he does mean <laughs> that like So like that's over... not
1: surprising either because i mean, like it's always been on the table that one of them gets in or both or neither. you know right like i think it's more likely that both of them get in now um Certainly. like or like or everything everywhere gets the double noms and not women talking um, so right. I guess maybe, so I, like Jesse Buckley hit Critics' Choice. So I guess if, if Claire Foy doesn't hit anything else.
0: So it, I, and I could see gets that And over Jesse Buckley. <laughs> I mean, I think that could really be the one because Jesse Buckley has definitely become the person from Women Talking, right? Like, I mean, like she seemingly would get in, she's like second in our odds at the Oscars. Uh, pretty much like everyone's expecting her to be the one woman talking representative, even though Claire Foy is in fourth. But
1: it's not even like that strong. Like everyone was ex- expecting Katrina Ball, but now woman talking is just kind of tanking.
0: I mean, so. it's tanking a little bit, but Jessie Buckley has still been like the top choice for months. And she yeah, just only like, like I think surpassed. she's only
1: maintained her lead over Claire because she did get into Critics' Choice and she was runner-up at LA. Right. One of the two runner-ups. So
0: if she doesn't get in for the Oscars and Claire Foy did... I could see that being. like... I guess
1: that's the closest comp. I mean, like, who else? What other double nominee situations do we have here?
0: Well, like you said, Jamie Lee and Stephanie Sue, but Stephanie Sue started showing up. But I do think if Jamie Lee Curtis doesn't get in, yeah. I guess that we could would look be at a the shock. supporting
1: actor. But then I mean, it's like
0: supporting actor would be Dano and Judd Hirsch.
1: But like Judd already hit critics' right. choice. Right. Like we need someone to miss everything, and I don't.
0: Who would be the person that misses everything and gets into you? Let's do that.
1: Just like no co-star at all.
0: No co-star, just like a supporting content, like a like a person who was like going to be like, wow, I can't believe they got in. Like a Keith Stanfield type thing.
1: Like a Marina de Tavira. Yes. <laughs> um, I have to look at like the list. I mean, like Nina Haas. I was um, I, was, like I was, not I was, in the same category. I dropped her. I was trying um, to
0: guide you to Nina Haas because I do think that would be like, yeah that is kind of the one of the ones that i could see getting in even though i don't necessarily believe uh in it i know you did for a long time but she would be a very obvious i mean it's still
1: know. it's still chaotic enough that it could happen but right. um i i mean i don't know what else is there
0: i mean nina has would be a really good one i think and tom hanks i think would be a good one
1: Tom Hanks, I could still see getting in at SAG, so...
0: I mean, a coattail... I just think those coattail nominees are strong. That's why I still want to have Hong Chao in over Sadie Sink for supporting actress, even though she's been missing. Because I'm like, I know the movie is not as well-received as maybe uh, people would have hoped based on the film Twitter buzz. But I do think Hong Chow is pretty affecting in the movie. And, like, Brendan is an automatic Best Actor nominee. And so, like, I could see her getting in in the end.
1: Yeah, um... She is someone who, like, makes sense as a nominee. Um, It'll be so funny because, like, you know, last time for Downsizing, she hit all the precursors and she missed. So it'd be funny if it's, like, the reverse for her this time.
0: Like, I just think in her favor, like, the reason I'm not willing to drop her, really, from my list, and I still have her in, in the fifth spot for the Oscars, it, for me, is because that is, while the movie, while it, he could be a lone nominee, and we've talked, or maybe, like, Makeup, I think, we'll get into it's a priority movie for people to watch even if it's very polarizing like no one is going to pass up the chance to watch that because of how much it's been discussed and how much he's been talked about as a contender even though the subject matter is bleak even though you know it's a tough sit you're going to put it on and so I think when you put it on you're going to see Hong Chao like in early stage of that movie she's very forward and like really good and kind of like
1: she's we've always said like she's the most um she's she's like the audience avatar like she's the most relatable character so
0: I feel like that's why she'll end up getting in because people are going to be like oh yeah like I don't know about the movie but they're great like oh my god she's so good you know that kind of thing
1: no I can still see her getting I mean like it is surprising that she has um missed um like the globe you know I think Um, it's
0: surprising that she missed it the globes but like I could I'm not surprised like a lot of the critics are not going for it because like they're turning on the movie even people who seemingly liked it at first.
1: I don't know, because I think like like a lot of people did like her. Like a lot like a lot of people who like Brendan like like her and some people even prefer her to Brendan. Um right. and so yeah, I I mean I think I don't know, I have to pull up the Metacritic thing. I think she's won something. She did she definitely won something. Um I just don't remember what it was. Yeah. Um but uh, let me see. So she she has one win. So she's in fourth. So Carrie Condon is in, uh, according to Metacritic's chart, Carrie Condon's in first. Um, she has eight wins. Janelle Monet is in second with four wins. Um, and then Stephanie Sue has one win and she has two more points by their system Okay. Uh, over Hong Chao. So
0: what do you think of? Uh, neither one of us, I don't think, have Janelle Monet. And is she going to like. I don't have Janelle Monae,
1: or I don't know, yeah, I think or still... Angela Bassett,
0: and both of them could easily get in here at the Oscars.
1: Um, I think it was more surprising that Janelle missed the Globe because that felt like a very Globe nomination. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I still have her getting at SAGs. I guess still see her getting in at the Oscars. I, I don't know. I mean, so we're recording this before Glass Onion has hit Netflix. <laughs>
0: yes, but we could talk about it. Great. She's great in the movie and we can spoil it, I guess. Spoiler she's, alert if we want she's to. A,
1: she's great in the movie. And I think, you know, if if you don't know anything about the movie and you go into it, like there's a huge reveal in the middle with her character.
0: So I, so, I, I will yeah. say I didn't know anything about the movie when I saw it. Obviously I knew. And like, but they've been like, Netflix has been like whispering about Janelle Monae for literally months. Like when I talked to them in August before Telluride, they were like, You got to watch for Janelle Monae and glass onion. Like it's been like a, they've been very excited about this performance for months. And I was sitting there watching the movie and like, you're right. There's a huge turn in the halfway mark with her character. And I was like, before that turn, I was like, I guess she's fine. Like, I assume she's going to factor into the big mystery because she's really not in it very much in the beginning. And then she ends up being like a huge part of it. And she's really good. And she has a great rapport with Daniel. I don't necessarily, nothing in the performance, Nothing in the performance was like, oh man, this is an Oscar performance. And nothing about it, there's not really even an Oscar clip. I guess it would be like the big scene at the end with like her breaking the glass and stuff.
1: But that's just like her in a rage room.
0: Because I'm like, at least Angela Bassett, I think, has like Oscar moments in Black yeah, Panther. He, you know what I mean?
1: Her, her Angela Bassett
0: yelling. And like, so. Janelle Monet, you're really just going kind of like Glass Onion itself on the like you know what's great? This movie. It's so much fun. I love it. Yeah, I love her performance. Like, you
1: have to watch the movie to appreciate what she does. Right. To see her choices as an actor.
0: And um, I would love to see her get in. I I could see her getting in. I really could.
1: I can see her, like, I can see people just being really wowed by, like, the twist and stuff and what she does. Um. So I could see her getting number one votes more so than Angela like Angela still is still serving you know hit all the precursors but snubbed um right because I I just don't know how many people are gonna like rank her in first for a Marvel movie like I think that bias is still there
0: and I know? like I mean we both saw that movie and didn't really take it not seriously she's good
1: Angela Bassett thing
0: I just was surprised that of all, like, I mean, like, I'm not kidding. Like, Letitia Wright could, like, has way more to do. And this goes way deeper in the performance, I think, than Angela Bassett I mean, does. you know,
1: my favorite uh, is Denai Guerrero. Denai Guerrero
0: also has, like, really incredible comic moments and physical moments. And also, like, this really heartbreaking Well, I mean, yeah, stuff. like,
1: Angela is just a legend. Right. I, I, I'm not knocking for her, so. Right.
0: I, I'm not knocking it. And obviously, like, I understand why she's getting singled out. And it's great to, like, use that. But it just was like we said, like even at the time, if Michael B. Jordan didn't get nominated for the first film, it seems like this would be a much harder trek for her for this film. Like you're saying, like not a lot of number ones probably there. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. I think Janelle Monet could have a lot of number ones. You're right. But I guess we'll see. I still have. It'll
1: be interesting if both Janelle and Angela get in because they'll be getting in for performances in sequels when the mothership films did not get any. Right. Yet.
0: I have my my five right now for Supporting Actress. And this is, again, we're recording this before Christmas, but I don't think I'll change it that much before the next time we speak. Uh, I have Carrie Condon winning. And then I have Jamie Lee Curtis and Stephanie Su and Hong Chow and Dolly on, But I don't, not convinced that Dolly, I could see easily putting like Janelle Monae in there for Dolly on, And I basically just did these on like, the passion and the number one votes that I think they could accrue. That's why Jesse Buckley and Claire Foy I don't have in because I just think they're not number one performances. Like no one's gonna be like how are you going to split between them? And then also are you going to rank them at the top? Like Dolly DeLeon, I, yeah, I, I think, think, could have way I do think more.
1: they're they're splitting their own their each other's votes.
0: I, um, I kind of feel like that. And and Dolly DeLeon doesn't have I mean even if the movie is only going to get like one other nomination, I think she'll have like a lot of people who love that movie love her. She's got a lot of passion.
1: Yeah, I think she. I like people just need to get to the third act, which is where she really comes in, and that's where her own character takes a turn. Right. So, but there's a a a lot of stuff in the middle on the ship that I think will turn a lot of people off. (laughs) And Certainly. they might not continue watching it. Probably, so maybe something gets. Maybe they can like fast forward it and just go to the third act to watch her.
0: I also, well, I, the other thing I think with that and like similar, like it's a different than Glass Onion because Glass Onion is always a delight while you're watching it. But I think if you've been hearing about this performance and you're watching like Triangle of Sadness, you might be like, "What the f are people talking about?" You, you know what I mean? Like you're gonna stick with it because I'd be like man, she's not really in this that much. Why are people like so into this? I got to stick through it to the end to see why everybody has been so crazy about Dolly DeLeon, that kind of thing. And then you will make it through, even if you're like kind of only paying attention half, half-assed half or whatever. Like, I think the hope would be that you're kind of like going to stick with it to see what everybody's talking about. And, you know, that would help her get in maybe. I don't know. Who knows?
1: Yeah. So it's still, this is still the most fun category.
0: Definitely. Uh, James had another question, Joyce. He wrote Another one. <laughs> this one. I think you'll love the Kate versus Kate debate. Kate with a K versus Kate with a C. Do you guys feel like sharing whose performances you prefer on a huge forum that no longer exists? There was a massive debate about the Kate's and who was the better actress. They were being nominated around the same time, won their Oscars around the same time. I know that Kate with a C has said she finds the rehearsal process to be something sacred and Kate with a K prefers to do less. Who do you prefer? Just I'll let you go first.
1: Um, I love both Kates. Like, why do I have to choose one?
0: Well, because that's the, we've been positioned to have to choose. I don't care either. I like them both also. Yeah, I love I them both. I do have a preference
1: though. I have- Oh, uh, really? I can tell my, my you. Prefer- okay, you could go. go. Well,
0: tell me, go ahead. Who do you think
1: it is? No, it's not. it's not even me. I could just tell you one of my friends he cannot stand Kate Blanchett. It's like nothing personal, but like he just doesn't vibe with her acting style. Uh-huh. It's how another one of my friends just wants to punch Adam Brody in the face. Wow. Like for no reason. He's just like, he has a punchable face. Like <laughs> I can't stand him. It's like nothing about his acting at all, but it's just, Ow. I want to punch him. So this other friend, like he just cannot stand Kate Blanchett's acting style. So I always troll him whenever she has like a movie out or she's wow. not stuff. Yeah.
0: So- I'm, for me, it's always more so, not just the acting, because I think, like, everyone's a good actor. Like, they're both great actors, right? There's nothing really wrong with it. So then I would say, which one would I prefer, or who do I think has better taste? For my money, it's Kate Winslet, because I think all of her movies are really good. Like, I could go through her IMDb, and I would say more of these movies are, like, on my favorites or whatever than, like, Kate, Wins- Kate Blanchett. So, like, Titanic, Eternal Sunshine... Uh, let me, Little Children, The Holiday, Revolutionary Road, uh, Contagion, Steve Jobs, she's great in. Uh, you know, all of these movies, I think, are really strong, including Avatar, The Way of Water. And Cate Blanchett obviously has a lot of great movies too. Um, but for me, Cate is the is the preferred choice. But I think they're both awesome. And I love seeing them both in stuff. So it's not like a... I'm not going to go avoid Cate Blanchett like I don't feel as strongly as your friend
1: no yeah and like it's it's weird because I feel like both of their filmographies are varied but in completely different ways mm-hmm. and like I love a lot of their films Um, and I don't know if I've like because Cate Blanchett definitely works more than Kate Winslet like she just does a lot of stuff
0: she does a lot of stuff
1: yeah I mean she voices a monkey in Pinocchio <laughs> <Just> <laughs> Um, I don't like, I mean, I loved her in Thor Ragnarok. Like I want Kate Winslet in the MCU. Let's get that.
0: So I would definitely want Kate Winslet in the MCU. I want Kate Blanchett. I find the other thing about her is like, and again, just maybe preference on the movies, but I think she's really funny. And I think like she yeah, has a lot they're of both funny, but like Kate Blanchett, a lot of her movies, maybe it was because she just has more to, maybe she just because she's doing more. Like a lot of them are more like things that I would consider a serious but, like, when she gets to be funny in, like, Tar and, like, don't look up even. Like, she's funny. And Thor, Thor like you said, I mean, she's, like, got a really good... I mean, she's
1: great on documentary now.
0: Kind um, of comedy uh, vibe. And I love it when she's a little more silly. So.
1: You know, more, uh, quote, unquote, dramatic actors need to do comedy. Like, mm-hmm. a lot of them are really great at it. Like, Leo is great at comedy. He needs to do a lot more comedy. Yeah. So um, It's, like, even, like, yeah. you look
0: at, like... Yeah. I mean, I she's really good. Kate, I mean, yeah, they're both great. Hard to knock either, Kate.
1: I know. So, I mean, well, Kate with a C will hit eight nominations first.
0: Yeah. And three wins, seemingly.
1: So, yeah, Kate Winslet is still at one.
0: I think if you were giving like pound for pound who's the better actor, you'd have to go Kate Blanchett. Even though I prefer Kate Winslet because of the 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 stats would tell you that she's the better actor.
1: Well, I mean that's still just like Preference. yeah, because it's like it's also like timing and luck when you win these things too. Right. So like I mean I would I I would give like Kate Winslet's performance in *Mayor of Easttown an Oscar if I could. Like
0: True. She was, she was great.
1: Amazing in it. So yeah, like
0: Two great uh, actors. What if they did something together?
1: Um, like we we need more Kates in general. So, you know, like like Kate with a K took a break mm-hmm. for a while. So I'm glad like she's back. She I'd also see like 17 ad- HBO shows in the works. So.
0: A, an added thing that I love about Kate Winslet is she gives great interviews also. Kate Blanchett is pretty good as well, but like nothing, nobody gets up. Kate Winslet does not give a fuck. She just is awesome so
1: but yeah they're both great so like we we need so now that kate blanchett has done hot ones we need kate winslet on hot ones oh
0: my god that'd be awesome how's that not been part of the avatar tour
1: she she didn't do that much for for the press tour for avatar
0: but she made a lot of headlines thanks to josh horowitz
1: yeah great did you watch the whole thing yeah
0: it's good yeah, she, yeah she's great josh great friend of friend of the show maybe i know josh i mean like i, I would say hello to him and thanks uh next up we have martha who writes Here is my question, depending on the crit. This is, this was sent like a couple weeks ago. So we'll see. Uh, Here's my question. After the Critics' Choice Award nominations where Danielle Deadweiler was nominated, do you still think she's in a similar position as Delroy Lindo from The Five Bloods in 2021? Delroy was hailed as the most standout performance by many critics, and he nabbed the Critics' Choice nomination, but was snubbed by The Globe, SAG, BAFTA, and the Oscars. What do you think, Joyce?
1: Um, so no shade to him, but I, from the jump, I never really believed that he could get in at the Oscars. Whereas I've always felt that Danielle could get in at the Oscars. I can't describe the feeling. It's just like an instinct.
0: I I understand that instinct. I would say it's probably because like we're saying, Danielle is a number one getter and the Delroy Lindo performance is not a number one getter.
1: It's true. Yeah. Um, but Um, I was just kind of, I wasn't very, I mean, I guess like, you know, she's probably going to be alone on me for Tilt too. But I was never optimistic about The Five Bloods overall.
0: I was because I think it's awesome and it's like a great movie. And that was just a weak year because it was the COVID year and like no no movies existed, right? So like kind of it came out, people were like, oh, let's go back to this great Spike Lee movie. That was awesome that we watched at home. Um, but I agree with you. It just felt like a late kind of critical thing. That yeah, it was like definitely a by.
1: push, and you know he he won a couple critics stuff or was nominated um, for a few things, um, but I yeah I don't know I I just never I could never buy into it, and then you know at a certain point people started nominating Chavick Bozeman and supporting actor, right too. Um, so not not that like he stole some of his like hype or anything but i think like i i know people were predicting chad to get in to like double nominations and i never felt that i i didn't think like he could get two and i didn't think the five loves could even support two nominee acting nominations that right. way either right um so
0: so yeah but i think So, I think Danielle is safer as a contender than Del Raylando was, basically. No, you dropped her. (laughs) I did drop her because I don't think she'll get in, but I think she will, like, I think she could get in at SAG, like we said. It doesn't seem like unlikely.
1: No, but I could also see SAG um, being the top three Viola, who, you know, their fave, and then Margot, because that's just like the higher visibility film. Mm -hmm.
0: And then, would you say. And then, what does that mean? (laughs) So I think then, I mean, I think the better comp, like we said, and it would not surprise me if this ends up panning out, would be like Kristen Stewart from last year. Daniel Deadweiler's in a less polarizing movie, but would probably be a lone nominee. And Kristen Stewart missed in a lot of places and everybody was like, she's not making it. Kristen,
1: Kristen did get the Globe nomination.
0: Right. But I don't know. I could see her, I could see that being oh. similar.
1: Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, I still have her in at the Oscars so we'll see <laughs> uh
0: janna writes hey joyce and chris i'm a longtime listener i absolutely love the show you all are one of my highlights of the week i think joyce and i could be bff we both love movies jenny the donkey from banshees and
1: tennis yay um I'm sure she's also excited for Breakpoint.
0: I'm sure she is too. Coming to Netflix in 2023,
1: January 13th, even though they're saving part two for June, just just killing me because I need the drama. But
0: it's for your uh, birthday month.
1: Nick Matt from last year.
0: It'll so. be for your birthday month, the second half. It's true. Uh, so Jana continues. I kind of already know your individual faves and all the films that Chris has cried in, but I'd love to hear your personal top ten ranking of the 2022 <laughs> films. Thanks, Jana. Okay.
1: First of all, can you list all the films you've cried in? Avatar.
0: Man, I, I got, it's a tough list. Avatar for sure. Uh, Top Gun. <laughs> um, so. Ambulance.
1: You cried at Ambulance.
0: Well, it's going to make my list. I have my list choice. I did make a list. I know we think about this differently. You don't love, uh, you don't love uh, making I, lists. I
1: don't, I don't really do lists. I just kind of like, I have basically in my mind, I just have like, tears of, like, movies I really, really loved and then, like, <laughs> movies, like, I like a lot and then yeah. just, like, everything is, like, else is, like, oh, they were fine and then, like, maybe some that I hated so, right. but because, like, I feel like my feelings might change day to day on the movie you know, like, mm-hmm. especially if I rewatch it or something, too
0: Right, yeah. so rewatching they don't, is... they
1: don't usually jump from, like, I love it to um it was fine or vice versa or something
0: A lot of times I'll go I'll always try to give a movie another shot, especially if I don't like it. And, but I was like super excited for it or whatever, like You know what I mean? Like just did this with the menu, a movie I did not like. I did not like it when I saw it. And then I was like, I'm still going to give it another shot. And I still didn't like it Joyce. as it turns out, but I was willing to give it a chance. Uh, and I like watching things more than once. Sometimes I'll jump up a little bit, like certain movies like Babylon, which made my, my top 10 Joyce. So I did a top 10, uh, I was like, I really like this, but I'm not, I could see it easily going down in my mind on a rewatch. And I rewatched and I was like, this movie rolls. So that's kind of how I think of it.
1: So I moved up.
0: I moved up. <laughs> so without, you don't have to, I have a 10, but what were your, so what were your faves then?
1: Um, I mean, I could list 10 movies. So like, I have a definite top four.
0: Let's hear the top. Yeah. Let's in, in no
1: particular order. Sure. My top four are Tar, Banshees mm-hmm. um, of Mm-hmm um Causeway and Fablemans. Like those were the four this year Where when I walked out of year being like I can't wait to watch that again. And I've watched two of them again since, Causeway and Banshees. Right. Um so and I usually like like last year I only had like two fave faves. Yeah. Two years ago I only had one. So this is huge for me that I have four this year.
0: It really um, is.
1: And then so I need six more. Um uh, Glass Onion um also really loved and but i feel like you know that is a movie that you do have to watch again anyway you know to pick up on all the clues um uh top gun maverick um which i know will please you Mm -hmm. um decision to leave i love a love a, a romance police procedural thriller yeah um great ending a lot of great ending this this year in several films um how many is that? Is that six?
0: That's six, I think, right? So I need. Uh, four. Oh, no no that's seven. Seven that's seven. Yeah
1: yeah. So I need three more. Um, Nope. I also really liked.
0: Nice.
1: Yeah. Um, I would say it's probably I would rank it third. Um, in my Jordan Peele rankings, like I like Us the most.
0: Same. I like love Us out. the most too. Rules. Nope. But yeah.
1: Nope is still great. Yeah. And so I need two more. Um. Can I, so can I count Happening? Because it, yeah. it was released in the U.S. this year. Yeah, you know, can that count. counts. So, okay, sure. so Happening, great okay. movie. I don't know if I will watch it again. It's not really a rewatchable movie. Yeah. But great film. And then, uh, I don't know. Mm. You know what? I, I will bookend this with another donkey movie, EO.
0: Wow, yes. two donkey movies.
1: Love Love my asses here. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I like I like a lot of other movies too. Like, yeah, like I like Woman King.
0: Woman um, King was fun. Avatar.
1: I had a blast at Avatar Great for movie. the last hour. Yeah. Um, she said I also really like so mm-hmm. uh, women talking too. So yeah. Do
0: you think this is a good year for movies?
1: Um, I would say in general.
0: I was I was trying to think. I think I liked. I I guess I would say like the problem I had with this year is that there are a lot of good movies and then there's a lot of bad movies and there's not a lot of middle ground. And like in years past, just because there were more movies, you had a lot more like bees. Just looking for a bee, you know? Like there are well, not like, a lot in, of bees. In my,
1: in my estimation, like I have a lot of like average movies in my mind that I was like, that right. was fine. Like I've like, you know, I didn't really love it, but I don't hate it either. Like, and then totally I also
0: average. I also think there's not as many all-time great movies this year as there were even like last year like there are certain movies last year that I was like these are like all-time movies and this year I think there's a couple not as many
1: um so what's what's your actual ranking
0: well do you want to go 10 to 1 I got on my phone here
1: sure go backwards
0: okay let me see one are two. these
1: <laughs> locked in are you gonna change it
0: <laughs> I could change it certainly I'll give you some runners-up okay uh living was a runner-up loved living oh you that cried at really that one good. too. i cried at that one hustle with adam sandler cried at that one loved it uh rrr another great theatrical experience oh yeah that
1: was yeah that was good oh, the, oh i forgot to mention ticket to paradise and
0: oh, ticket to paradise right and uh, so here are my top 10 ambulance michael bay absolutely owns jake gyllenhaal oscar when great performance so good so sad uh, just an incredible movie Love when will he list.
1: get nominated again? I don't know.
0: He should have got nominated for this. He rules. She said was my ninth uh, number nine. Love. She said. I feel like I got a real raw deal for some reason. Yeah. I wonder what it is. Ah, uh, sexism probably. Um, that everyone just was like it's a flop when all these movies flopped and like to to paint that particular yeah. movie with the, it's a flop when you could have done it with any number of other movies feels really disingenuous. I also kind of I also spirited. love um
1: the, the sweatiness when people try to act like Avatar flopped. Yeah weekend so it didn't
0: flop none of the anyway she said it was great i would love to see it somehow get back into any kind of oscar race but i don't anticipate that happening
1: i mean we didn't mention uh golden globe nominee carrie mulligan
0: i would i even i had to take her out because i don't believe that it could happen but i would love for it to happen like it would be great she's so good in it yeah um, i only
1: have it in for screenplay right now
0: same uh scream 2022 of Amazing movie! So the Scream franchise is sneakily one of my favorite franchises, even though I'm not a big horror movie guy, uh, because I love the Scooby Doo esque mystery. I found this one so much fun. The script is hilarious. It totally takes the piss out of like every legacy sequel and like reboot sequel. Uh, just so good, and it was very surprising. And the ending is awesome. So I'm excited for the new one, even though it doesn't feel very Screamy because it's going to be in New York City. But uh, love Scream. Do Revenge, Joyce on Netflix another one you could have probably guessed uh because it is so funny it's it, all of these movies i felt like when i was looking at my list i was like all of these are like at this point i just want to watch a movie that like is good in its genre and like it's, it succeeds on what it's trying to accomplish basically and do revenge does that
1: yes you are not the only person i know who've seen that movie but you're the only one who loves it uh Love it. earnestly it's so good
0: <laughs> it's thing? so funny Clearly, definitely one of the funniest scripts. And Camila Mendez, uh, Best Actress 2023. Let's go. So good. Uh, Then I have all the predictable ones after that. That's my bottom five. That was 10 to five, or 10 to six. Five was Glass Onion. I love Glass Onion as well. Can't wait to watch it again. Uh, Just a lot of fun. Uh, Four would be Avatar. You know I love me in Avatar. Cried my eyes out at the end. Great stuff. And actually cried at a different part. I think spoiler alert for avatar because it's out we could kind of talk about it i mean I you, not, could,
1: you could try in multiple parts
0: i didn't cry as much as the big uh, there's a death in it obviously i didn't cry as much about that but then after that there's a great scene where like the two it's and this is actually why i think if it got nominated for editing it would all be in this final act but there's a great like cross-cutting sequence where uh jake sully and the Teary are kind of trapped in different spots in this sinking ship it, it's very sad And the kids have to, like, figure out how to save them. And I just, like, was so emotionally connected to, like, the kids stepping up and, like, helping their parents. I found, like, really affecting. And I just thought that scene was great. Uh, So Avatar. Then Nope as well. Man, that movie is so good. I loved it. And like you said, it's definitely, it's funny. It's, like, my least favorite Jordan Peele movie, but still better. (laughs) <laughs> it's like least favorite but it's like so good incredibly rewatchable i
1: know and i just always i love all his it's it sounds so hokey to say but like his commentary you know whatever his like commentary just, is yeah, great you know we all love um just staring at spectacles and car crashes
0: like, and i wish that it was i just wish it was more seriously considered in all of these craft categories where i really think it could have made hay yeah. including score and cinematography the cinematography is unbelievable because it's so much at night and like it just is great. And it's like such a big canvas. I just, I,
1: I talked to Lisa uh, Jong, the production designer, mm. great yes. production design. They built Jupiter's claim from scratch. Nice. And, and, and the ranch too. It's like, they, she was like, we dug six feet in. She built a three story house. So
0: it's awesome. Uh, Babylon Joyce is my third favorite movie of the year. And I can see that going up and up and up because I just love it uh second watch was really good I think it holds together and while I do think it might be too long I can't imagine anything coming out of it it's just it's a great great watch uh and then my top two you'd be surprised to know are Fablemans which I've seen three times and holds up Wait,
1: when did you watch it the third time
0: hey, My friend had let me borrow a screener so uh I love it so much uh it's a great movie and then Top Gun Maverick which I've also seen three times and just is the best um and yeah it's a good year I mean I think those are really strong movies there were a lot of other movies that I like Women Talking and Tar certainly would be my runners-up I don't think you could say a bad thing about really either of them I just was like just my preference is just ambulance let's go Michael Bay
1: Uh, um I still haven't seen Ambulance but every time I come across it I just chuckle
0: well guess what it's on amazon you can watch right now i know um, like
1: so when i see i'm just like oh yeah ambulance i love the la all caps and uh
0: now we kind of i feel like we're going pretty long here joyce we got a, a few more emails uh should we go through them uh we could i got a um, bunch here let's sure. uh, but again can we do can any we, of know, them
1: like can we answer any of them quickly because i feel like we just and we spend too much time answering things we're just so i think there's
0: know. I think there's a great lightning round one at the end. I'll do one more, and then we'll do a lightning round—a bunch, okay. uh, a bunch of short ones that we got emailed in. And you can email us at slugfestatgoldderby.com. Here's a quick goofy one. Brett writes: "Serious question: How is Avatar not an animated movie?"
1: <laughs> I've seen a lot of people ask about this, or not ask about this, but bring this bring this up. Um, I actually, I think there was like some rule that like prevents it from being considered an animated movie. I could be making this up, but I don't think so. Uh, but it, Brett, there's like some like mocap rule.
0: So Brett wonders like, cause Marcela shell is an animated movie, but it has like a lot of actual people in it. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I think the motion capture is like a big part of it. And a lot of those are, I think a lot of it is physical locations that they're just like, yeah, putting people like avatars. They're, on.
1: they're going under. they're going underwater, water. So.
0: Right. So I think that is why, but, uh, I don't disagree that I'll tell you what, I mean, I was, when we first saw the trailers for Avatar, I thought the same thing. I was like, this whole thing is a cartoon, but there are like human characters and it does feel much more of like a physical reality.
1: Yes. So I think it's, um, I don't know. Can I even like Google this right now? We're just wasting time. Um, I could have just completely made that up. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Brett, Google it. Maybe. No, I don't, I don't, don't Google it. We'll figure it out. Joyce, we'll wrap up here with a a run through of lightning round questions. Exciting. Uh, here's uh, Katie, who's a longtime fan. She writes, Austin Butler has won a number of breakthrough awards this year for his performance in Elvis. I think this is great, but I can't believe we're allowing people to spin the narrative that he's come out of nowhere. He's been acting on television for years. Shout out to the Carrie Diaries and has also appeared in a Best Picture nominee. What are your thoughts on this?
1: Well, um, Katie, since she's a longtime fan, should yes. know that we feel the same way because we've mentioned this before, like way back in the summer.
0: Uh, absolutely. And the thing is, we lost though, because the entire world is considering him as a as a breakout. Because, and so here's, here's the
1: thing. My- <laughs> so
0: take, I'm taking the L right there. I got the L. So on my he's head.
1: he's a he's a child actor. Yeah. Right. Um. On on a, a lot of uh, Nick and Disney shows, iCarly, uh, yes. Zoe One Hundred and One. Yes. Obviously. Um and, and then uh, you know some CW shows, Life Unexpected. Right. Um, Carrie Diaries, uh Great S Sebastian, mm-hmm. and then he also did a Shannara Chronicles mm-hmm. on MTV. So I understand that a lot of um adults and film people are not aware of that. Right. But he was also in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood in a very, very memorable role. And I don't know, maybe it's like pandemic brain, but like at the time that was a very talked about sequence and people were writing about it. And like, who is that guy who played Tex? He has a very memorable line the Donuts.
0: (laughs) He's great. Yeah, no, he is. I I think he's
1: been on Broadway with Denzel. Denzel lobbied for Mm -hmm. him to, to get Elvis basically. So he has a lot of connections. He's not new. And like, I know we all have different definitions of breakthrough and breakout and stuff, but to me... Like, I define it as, like, this needs to be, like, either, like, your first, like, film role, basically, or, like, you've just been dabbling in, like, lowly parts. Like, it's not your first role, but, like, you've just had, like, really tiny parts, and this is your first, like, role where you've gotten, it's a significant part, and you've gotten significant attention. and like that's not the case for him but I also understand why people think of him as a breakthrough
0: right I I do think which I think it's wrong still (laughs) I I don't disagree I'm taking the L I do think that you could say like because he's like the lead in Elvis like it's his first lead in a movie and that's why he's a breakthrough yes
1: I agree about that so Um, I guess
0: that's what people are going with but I agree it's like kind of like the other problem a problem is then again, if you're putting him in breakthrough categories, he's probably going to win that breakthrough category. Yeah, like they're they're they're
1: trying to, like they're going to take him there. And I feel like that's why he hasn't won any best actor regional prizes. Right,
0: And I still have him winning best actor at the Oscars because there is no breakthrough award at the Oscars. So Uh, (laughs) here's another one. Sadie writes, Chris, do you like Top Gun more than the bull type? And follow up, with a link to one of my old TV guide articles, Joyce. Do you think the Bull Type should have gotten- I know, gotten you,
1: you, you FYC'd the bull Emmy Type. Emmy nomination.
0: Uh, I reread that article. You know who was a good writer? Me, at some point. I thought that's what a happened? good article. And, that was uh, only three years ago. <laughs> well, he's gotten way worse. Uh, I do think the bull Type should have gotten Emmy nominations. I love the show. And a, a show like the Bull Type should be taken more seriously. I do not like Bull Type more than Top Gun, though. Top Gun was more elevated for me than the Bull Type. But uh, So
1: if they made a Bull Type film- Oscar or no Oscar?
0: Uh maybe Oscar in the adapted screenplay category. I could see that, you know. Uh Joyce, this one's for you from Liam. What are your thoughts on Chilean Murphy's cheekbones in the Oppenheimer trailer?
1: Um, very sharp. <laughs> and it's like he lost a ton of weight. And then uh it it just also made his face longer too.
0: It did. I, I was I was I like less. <laughs> how about the voice? I was impressed with his voice. I didn't expect him to sound like that.
1: Wild. I know they showed a different trailer in the IMAX, uh, like the pre Avatar IMAX screen. Yeah. So I think Uh, Matt Damon is more featured in that one, but this one is. it,
0: It sounded like, yeah, Matt Damon and then whoever's playing Albert Einstein is featured in that IMAX trailer. I have not gotten to see it because I did not see Avatar again. You know, I'm at choice, but uh, I'm really excited for Oppenheimer, as you might imagine. Can't wait.
1: What What will you see first, Barbie or Oppenheimer? If Barbie, you don't, probably. Like, let's just say. Let's just say you're not gonna go to any screenings.
0: If I wasn't gonna go to any screenings, I would see Barbie. I'm more excited about that because
1: I feel like Barbie won the trailer around.
0: Barbie won the trailer around, and also, I mean, obviously they'll both have like bigger trailers when they come out. But there's to me like I, like man, I can't wait to see Christopher Nolan set off an atomic bomb with practical effects. Don't get me wrong. But I'm like, I get the idea. Like, you know what Oppenheimer is going to be, right? Like, and Barbie, I think is still, I have no idea what they're going to do there. The fact that it's like Noah Baumbach and Greta writing a movie is automatically exciting to me together because I think they're so good together and their sensibilities match incredibly well. And I'm hoping it's a lot of a music, like way more of a musical than they're letting on. I kind of think it might be. Who knows?
1: Uh, I mean, There's dancing. They've talked about it, some of the actors. So. And
0: like, Man, I love Margot Robbie and I love Brian Gosling. So I'm like weighing on Barbie. I think it's going to be awesome, but I'm excited for both of them. I still can't believe they're coming out on the same day.
1: Because it's uh, Warner Brothers retaliating uh, at Chris for leaving them for Universal. Yes, know, it, is,
0: it absolutely is. And it's so petty. Uh, I cannot I love it. Cannot believe it. Lauren writes I know you've seen a few of this year's movies twice. Are there any movies this year that you won't see twice? Ooh. Joyce I'll let you go first while I look at my list because I got
1: um I don't yeah let me see um I mean like I said before I I might not watch Happening Again but not because I hate it it's just like yeah like some movies are just you know they're just kind of tough sits um even if like they're really good um uh not gonna watch Amsterdam again
0: uh, I might pick that one too, actually. I don't think I really would want to revisit it. And I would say probably not going to go back to The Whale a second time.
1: Me either, probably. Um, I understand why people like it, though.
0: Yeah, I'm just saying, like, yeah. if you're gonna like, what are you going to watch again? Like, and I watch everything again. But I'm like, like some, I mean, I wouldn't really want, like, I mean, not, this is not women talking. I don't see myself rushing back to watch again either, but I really liked it.
1: Yeah, that's another one. I would probably watch that again, but that's another one where I understand if you don't want to watch it again. Like it, it is like kind of, um, you know, it it's it's not very uh, broad appealing. If you just want to sit down, you have a couple hours to just right. like chill and watch a movie. Right. Um, right. Uh,
0: another one. Megan writes, Michael O'Siello. Spoiler alert is out. Joyce, were the TV Guide offices accurately depicted, and why do you think the EW era was skipped? I've not seen this movie yet, but I know you did. We both worked did. at the TV Guide at different times, and yeah, we we never
1: worked together there, no. which is very funny.
0: And worked I worked at EW before, after Michael O'Shiello was there, uh, so never crossed over with him at all. Uh,
1: and, I've heard and really I worked good TV Guide right after O'Shiello left TV Guide for EW. I was one of the replacements for him because he needed uh, he needed two people to replace him. We weren't right. replacing his actual role, right? But it was just like two positions. But I got to um, say, I've
0: heard. Really, really strong things about Spoiler Alert. I haven't seen it. It doesn't seem like... I mean, I'll probably see it when it comes to uh, Peacock or whatever. It's a Focus release, so I imagine they'll put it out on streaming soon alongside the other Focus Features movies of the year, including Armageddon Time and uh, Tar, which I'm still waiting to see again on uh, Peacock. But Joyce, you saw it. You liked it, I think.
1: Yeah, it's it's a nice, sweet um, romance comedy drama drama um obviously it's it's adapted from his memoir um that was released like five years ago uh about his husband who uh died from a rare form of cancer and he Mm -hmm. had been with him for like 13 years um so like i uh i wouldn't say like i'm like friends friends with Osceola but like you know we know each other sure we've had socially so um yeah it's it's a uh, it's a very i can see if people watch it like i can see a lot of people liking the movie i think it's it's well made for what it is and so um the the tv guide offices in the movie uh is another office so it's not the the two that i worked at and certainly okay. not the one that you worked at no and then they do skip his ew era <clears throat> excuse me because they do like a 10 year time jump cuz the beginning is like when he and kid meet and then they do this uh j- time jump just with their christmas cards so it's also a great christmas movie so then it jumps to like i think like 2013 2014 and then by that time he had already started tv line right
0: so, so the tv line it's like the tv line logo in the movie and stuff sister city yes, tv line um That's so great. there
1: there's like s- several a couple scenes of him interviewing people so there's one of him in the tv line offices so they have the TV Line logo and then there's one of him in a park interviewing someone like for TV Line. Um and I actually I was talking to Matt Mitovich. who's also at TV Line and who I actually did work with at TV Guide. And he was telling me this was a couple months ago, but he was telling me like how he saw like the first 10 minutes. Um and like he was like oh my god like they did like replicated the tv guy logo and everything and they also did like the tv line logo and he's like and they were great they were like perfect that's was,
0: awesome like, did, did n- n- not to spoil it but are, are there are I there real a spoiler alert <laughs> are there real tv pe- like is is the is jim parsons as mike gilles interviewing like real actors who we know as themselves you know there's
1: a lot of there's a lot of references like to- he's
0: not like interviewing kerry russell though
1: but they, they, so Felicity is a big part of it. Right. Yeah. But, but like
0: Carol's no. is not in it, right? As herself? No. Oh, okay.
1: So. Interesting. But there, I'm there's, really. Yeah, there's a lot of like, um uh, you know, uh, shout outs and like references to shows and, and actors sure. and people. I'm so.
0: excited to watch it. I really am. Uh, and like Michael Schlumer, too. I'm you'll sure at, that one I absolutely will cry at. Absolutely. Joyce, this one I think is for you from Caitlin. What happened to Toby Maguire's lips?
1: They have disappeared so i don't I even get it, this
0: one Joyce. you'll have to explain it to me
1: <laughs> so i noticed this last year um with a uh, spider-man no way home uh-huh who, which i loved and he was great in love him. um as peter too and but if you watch it again which i also did just rewatch because it was on tv over the weekend <laughs> like his upper lip has kind of faded away i don't i didn't even and I then i noticed imagine. that again in Babylon
0: uh okay let me I'm googling this I don't really understand I don't understand lips I guess maybe as you get older, your face changes I guess that would be my take uh I
1: mean yeah
0: yeah I guess a little it's bigger. just it was
1: just something I noticed last year and now whenever I see photos of him and again love Toby Maguire like I I that's what I notice you know it's like when you notice something you sure. just you just notice it forever afterwards sure. yeah
0: I uh I'm Googling Toby McGuire Babylon. The first stuff that comes up is Toby Maguire to play Charlie Chaplin in Babylon. Remember when people thought that was happening? Including yeah. me, probably, because we were just going off these stupid internet Definitely
1: running. not Charlie Chaplin.
0: No. Uh <laughs> and then finally, Joyce, this one to both of us, uh from uh Sam, who writes How do you both feel about the Mets' chances next season now that Jacob deGrom is gone? But Justin Verlander has arrived. The day we're recording this, the Mets have officially signed Justin Verlander. He had his first introductory press conference uh, earlier this morning. And yes, I did watch it on Twitter.
1: Um, I did not watch it. I just. Um,
0: just we, don't, we haven't talked a lot about the Mets. I have a lot no, of thoughts.
1: No, because, I mean, but well, we also expected um, this past season the outcome. It was like, it was the metziest postseason ever.
0: So the vibes went sour. The vibes yes. were great. Baseball is all about vibes uh as a longtime fan and if the vibes aren't good you're done and the Mets vibes throughout from from April from March to September 1st were off the charts this team is going to win the World Series and then September 1st happened and they were in the tank just got done
1: yeah and then they <laughs> they could have secured their slot um and they didn't do that no and then uh um no. they're- like when when the fate was in their hands they couldn't do it which again expected as usual
0: just fully choked with the three best pitchers on the staff uh and two of whom have now been shot in his space Jacob DeGrom and Chris Bassett. yeah
1: uh, he's he's going to the rangers um sure congratulations to him and they're paying a buttload of money for him too and this man is always injured love him but he is always broken
0: uh <laughs> i had no i couldn't wait for him to leave i was thinking about this Joyce and i was like there are a lot, I listen to a lot of sports radio and like read a lot of Mets Twitter. Uh, you'll be shocked to know that I'm like more into this than uh, other stuff. Um, and man, a lot of fans, it, I, I I felt like Jacob deGrom is the Phantom Menace, again, of Mets uh, fandom, where a lot of younger fans absolutely love him. Generational pitcher was their guy, whereas my guy is like Mike Piazza or even some like sort of David Wright, you know, but like Mike Piazza was like my ride or die. I, I
1: love David Wright.
0: And like DeGrom kind of is like that less, like that third tier, like younger fans, probably under 30, are like, love him. And we're like, oh my God, he won two Cy Youngs. And I'm like, you know, he's not any good anymore comparatively jacob DeCrom and he was well, again
1: uh, he's always injured <laughs> he's
0: always injured he was rather pedestrian this past season they he won five games the team won 101 and he labored through these big starts including the one postseason win he was like barely hanging on he mm, abandoned yeah. his fastball i couldn't wait and he didn't want to be here he said from spring training how he couldn't wait to opt out i understand mm-hmm. it's a business but like you couldn't just pretend that you want to be here he didn't want to be here let him go i'm so excited justin verlander is here uh him and Scherzer are great, and let's go. Steve Cohen, let's do it.
1: Yeah, because, like, um, you know, uh, not uh, a huge Astros fan.
0: No, but um, I was no. very excited that they beat the Yankees' choice.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. That I mean, like, that side, I was just like, <laughs> this is just, you know, like, like, pick, like, you're the least, most objectionable enemy, I guess. Like, yeah. But... So, so yeah, I'm, now we have Justin.
0: I'm in on this and Steve Cohen is going to just keep spending money. He almost got Carlos Correa Joyce. Uh, we could do a, we could do a, a baseball podcast. No one is podcast. listening to
1: this anymore, by the way.
0: <laughs> no, we could do a baseball podcast at the end uh, next year, maybe. Maybe we we'll should, add We that could to do our... it
1: for spring training because yeah, that'll be right should. after the
0: Oscars. <laughs> <laughs> we should. There was a, I almost wanted to go to spring training, but I couldn't figure out how to make it work with our, with the awards calendar because- oh so, There's I mean, you already on.
1: know this, but I was supposed to go to one of the last Mets games, but it was rained out. Mm-hmm. And then they gave us uh, vouchers because they they had a doubleheader to next. either. It was vouchers for the next season. Right. So I have to figure out when I'm going this upcoming season. Wow.
0: I went to yeah. the last game of the season, which was... I, know. Thing-
1: I was supposed to go to the anti-Penolpit one. <laughs> right.
0: And uh, we sat, me and, me and my daughter went in the raining and cold and sat there for like a few innings and it was fun a choice that's it that's our all our emails I, i'm really proud of our listeners and viewers for sending stuff yes in. thank
1: you for all your questions and uh, we didn't have to make up any no so and
0: uh yeah and like, i'm sorry so, we
1: didn't get to any of yours
0: if we didn't get them i'll tell you what i save a lot of them so i'll always we could always go back because we keep doing e- emails and stuff but email us at slugfest at gold tell us uh what you want to hear us talk about. But this is so much fun, Joyce. Happy New Year since we're doing this. Happy for the,
1: 2023.
0: The New Year's week. And I guess I'll talk to you again in 2023. See you next year. Next year. Okay, bye. For all things Hollywood competition and award season, head to goldderby.com and follow us on social media at goldderby.